You're listening to Kill Tank Radio, a 2CR production. As always, feel free to reach out if you have a topic suggestion, feedback, or if you'd like to be on the show. What happens when you have to address somebody who tells you that they don't have a goal? Goal is the goal. Do you have any advice to somebody who might have gotten a goal set to them? Sit down with your leadership and be like, what do I want to do after the military? You have to make sure, again, those hard questions are asked. Are the soldiers doing well? Are the soldiers taken care of? I'm Sergeant Mark Bruno from 2-2 Headhunter Troop, and I'll be your host. Today we're going to be discussing the topic of goal setting, planning, and execution. With me today I have... My name is Staff Sergeant Smith Alexander. I'm from HHT 2-2. I am a Scout Section Sergeant. Hey everyone, so I'm uh, Captain Brian Ryu. I'm the Troop Commander for Pack Horse Troop Regimental Support Squadron. Hey everyone, this is Darren Kaler. I'm a Master Resilience Trainer Performance Expert. All right, so we're here in the new year, and you know everybody's making New Year's resolutions, making plans to make changes, improve their lives, things like that. What I wanted to get from all of you is the importance of goals, planning, execution. With you, Mr. Kaler, proper goal planning, execution, having realistic expectations might play a role in a soldier's resiliency. And Captain Ryu, how in a command setting, having goals that are executable, that's literally like the nature of your job as I understand it. And Sergeant Smith, for you on a level where you're dealing with junior enlisted and helping them achieve their own personal development, pushing them along, and how you need to help them achieve their goals, that I think we have an opportunity here to discuss on various levels the importance of goal setting and how it can be done. What does a good goal look like? What is healthy goal planning and execution? look like. Mr. Kaler, if you'd like to start. Absolutely. So when we're looking at this, it's a new year resolution, new year, new me. Everyone's going to the gym. Everyone's saying, I'm going to save all this money or whatever it is. That's going to be their goal. Swole is the goal. Swole is the goal. That's my life. But why a lot of these resolutions tend to fall flat is it's a statement. It sounds good in the moment. And then maybe there's no planning with it. There's no set intentions on what am I actually going to do to be able to accomplish this. So if we break down a resolution, if we break down a goal, it's a specific end state or outcome in mind that we're looking to to reach, to attain. Something that often gets missed when we're setting goals is a clear timeline. What is the goal that I want to accomplish? What's the resolution that I want to set? And when do I want to arrive? When do I want to be able to say now? I've made it. And then what's the actual plan that we can put into place for the small steps along the way? We usually think about a goal with the big picture in mind and we never break it down by a step-by-step basis, which is why a lot of us often fall short when we're actually pursuing our goals. Something that I would like to mention too is in the combat arms world is something called like the five meter target, the 10 meter target, 25, 50, 100. We kind of use those terminologies for when we, let's say we're getting ready to go to the field or anything like that. The same thing can be used for just setting these goals like how we're talking about right here setting a small goal all right i want to get in shape we're talking about getting swole just going into the gym you know instead of driving there i'm gonna run there i'm gonna walk there so setting those small goals and then working up to them and that's such a great point i think the importance of establishing milestones is critical to seeing not only the big picture but the small pictures along the way when it comes to establishing that vision and again whether it be personal professional i think it's absolutely critical to know exactly what you want, but then also work backwards from there. Again, to me, they have to be attainable. They have to be realistic. Being the troop commander of an organization, we have to be flexible as well. Living and breathing now, you know, in an unprecedented time, in a COVID environment, that flexibility is key to make sure that we are able to achieve those goals in a timely manner. 
That's great. I mean, I know we're talking about these things uh, sometimes in a professional context. I know fitness is one of those realms where it helps us personally, but it's also an essential part of being an effective soldier. But I was wondering if any gentlemen in your personal lives had goals that you had set, maybe even your own New Year's resolutions, that you might be trying to run through some process to possibly accomplish. A personal goal that I have, now this is thinking thousand meter target, is something that my wife and I want to do is we want to get a camper and travel the United States. So that's more that's of awesome. a, yeah, so that's more of a goal I think that I have for when I'm getting out. So that is many years from now, but I have to think, all right, if I'm going to travel the United States, what is that going to look like as far as getting a camper, gas money, food, all of these things? That's a goal that I want to have. So financially, I have to start thinking about how am I going to get there? And there's other things that I'll have to think about, but I'm just thinking thousand meter target right now. I want to get an RV. I want to travel the United States. That's an incredible goal. Mr. Kaler, did you have any possible insight from... I just want to be a part of his goal now. (laughs) Yeah, that's... (laughs) He thought thought it was just him and his wife, but all of a sudden, I'm coming along. Anyone can be a part of it. (laughs) No, but, but I think Sergeant Smith brings up such a great point that maybe it is a thousand meter target right now, but if we don't start putting time and attention towards it, especially for some of these goals that take so much planning... That will take a financial responsibility to be able to do it and do it comfortably. The sooner we can start and looking at it in terms of thousand meter targets, 500 meter targets, whatever it is, and then being able to write it down. I think mm. that's the biggest thing when we're looking at any of these. What, however, we're identifying the targets or the milestones, are we keeping a log? Are we keeping a written journal on how am I progressing? Did I have some setbacks? What were they? So that way I can reflect on them, recraft them, learn how do I drive forward. Absolutely. And I think that goes hand in hand with accountability. So accountability of self. And if maybe there's another individual to help you along the way uh, to build on those goals, then you absolutely can. I strongly agree with that statement in in terms of writing it down and to record those thoughts in the moment to know that, hey, I'm going to reflect on these, but know exactly what I need to do to get there. And it's not just a broad thought like, oh, save money by this number of months, but it has to be explicit and it has to be detailed. Again, stemming back to that accountability part. Now, something I was going to ask uh, you, Sergeant Smith, working so closely with junior enlisted soldiers is when and how do you see goals that they have fail? Are there specific flaws or issues in their vision or planning that you might identify when you see that? And maybe some examples of that, if that's been in your experience. So I got a lot of hungry soldiers, right? So I got soldiers that want to get after it. They're thinking, all right, I want to get promoted. I want to go to the board next month. All right, well, hold up. All right, like, let's think about what you need to do to get you to that point to get promoted. Are you ready to be in a leadership role? All right, how many soldiers do you have under you? You don't have any? Well, all right, let's let's give you a little bit more responsibility. Let's give you some tasks that we can evaluate you on to see if you're going to succeed as a leader, getting promoted. This can really involve anything. It doesn't have to be promotions. It could be you want to move up instead of being a driver, you want to be a gunner. All right, well, how has your performance been as far as a driver? Have you had any accidents? Have you Do you know the weapon system? Do you know two levels up, two levels down? Can you teach some someone your job as a driver so you can move forward. Uh, I've seen this many of times in past duty stations, even here, but to help them through that, you just got to sit down with them. Kind of like what Captain Ryu was saying, ask for help. All right. If you see someone struggling with some of their goals, or if you're struggling with your own goals, help them ask for help. A goal is a goal. Anyone can help you with it. They may have an idea, an outside opinion that you didn't think of to help you on your journey. Now, Mr. Killer, I was going to ask in this context, you know, when people have lofty goals, what really differentiates like, a goal from a wish when you see a soldier that has 
you know, like, oh, yeah, I want to promote in, you know, X years, you know, like a E5 in two years right out of the gate. Like, what do you think is the difference between a healthy goal and something that might be a little less realistic? And what might happen to somebody if they put themselves in that situation with an unrealistic goal? Yeah, so we, we can first look at it in terms of if you have a wish, it's something, it's usually just you talking. I wish I could do this. This would be really cool. Versus if we transition into a goal, now we're putting more deliberate thought and attention into it where we're actually starting the planning phase. It's, I want to be promoted, so what are the steps that I need to take in order to meet this promotion, in order to reach this goal? So I'd say that's the differentiator between these two, but not every goal is made equal. Some people try to jump into it too soon, mm. where they try and jump from from A to Z, forgetting all the other steps that would have been helpful or progressions they would have needed to make to be able to reach that. What we're what we need to stop and look at is what's the goal and what's the difficulty level for me. We may see, oh, my squad leader, my my commander, they're doing this, so I want to do that too. But that might not be realistic because we don't always see the time, effort, and goal setting that went into their plan to get them where they're at. So sometimes when we're looking at this, we have to stop and look at where am I realistically at and how can I set a goal that's moderately difficult that's going to cause me to have to put deliberate effort and attention into it, that's going to cause me to have to strive and strain slightly to get it, but it's not going to be overwhelming. Ineffective goal setting comes when it's overwhelming, it's too challenging till we give up, we get discouraged, or that we didn't really put the proper planning in like Sergeant Smith brought up, hey, I want to get promoted, but I haven't done anything. I haven't prepared for it. I want to go to the board, but I haven't studied. Well, Hmm. you're probably not going to have a good time because you haven't put the work in. Hmm. Now, Captain Ryu, I was going to ask, in your military career, like maybe we can drill down, because we've explored a lot of great generalities and frameworks here, but I was wondering if in your career that you've had some specific goals since joining the Army, some successful, some not, if you want to share with us perhaps a successful attempt at a goal and what you did to reach it, maybe we kind of work it into the frameworks we've explored a little bit here. Absolutely. And I appreciate you asking about these specifics because I think it's important to provide that insight as far as personal perspective goes. So just prior to arriving to 2CR, I'd completed my master's program. And along the way, those milestones were completing a course at a time. And although it had taken a couple of years to achieve that end goal and to do it in a timely manner, I think it was absolutely critical to understand, first of all, to be very flexible. Uh, because again, as we know, within the military, things change all the time, every time. So not being able to see those obstacles and working through them can absolutely hinder you with making that progress towards the end. But that was a recent goal of mine that I'd accomplished. Uh, moving forward, I would love to absolutely you know, encourage soldiers, NCOs and officers alike to pursue higher levels of education. And I know that's exceptionally difficult with you know operational demands, day-to-day lives, family needs, things of that nature. But again, making sure to both of you gentlemen's point is to seek that help and seek that advice because you're not alone. You know, you're not alone alone in the goal you want to achieve, somebody right next to you may be wanting to do the exact same thing. So holding one another accountable, holding yourself accountable, that's absolutely critical to making sure that you get there. Yeah. Accountability coming up is an essential part of goal setting. You said you you had to be flexible. Do you have any specific examples of like how you had to modify that goal? For me personally, fortunately, I was able to maintain that course at a time track quarter after quarter, semester after semester. But I know it's not that easy or that simple for a lot of families and soldiers going through that. So that may be something to consider locally here, you know, with rotations, training events coming up. To Sergeant Smith's point, if there's a a FTX coming up or a gunnery, there are going to be needs that have to be met. And fortunately, those personal goals of yours may have to be temporarily set aside, but you can't forget about them and make sure that you're chipping away at what you can in the meantime. 
it sounds to me like a big part of it as well, like if you do have to be flexible or deviate, that you have to clearly communicate to the people around you what you're going through and why. I've had this issue because I'm going through a master's program myself at the moment. And I've just, I've had a number of issues where it's like, hey, you go on this exercise, you go on this place, you go on here. Absolutely. And you have to really be honest with yourself. Am I going to have the time to take those four weeks that I would have had to do my coursework? Can I still cram it all in? Do I need to delay the class? Do I need to speak with the professor? And I actually had some difficulty with that. I really had to kind of dig deep and be honest with myself because I want to finish the program. I want the free time. I want I want my piece of paper, you know? Absolutely, yeah. So, oh, Mr. Kaler. Yeah, so to both of your points, what we're talking about is expected obstacles, whether it's time management, whether it's PCSing, whether it's your, your course load, Expected obstacles are something that we can plan for if we take the time to think them through, to brainstorm what might be all the specific everyday obstacles that I might face, what might be some of those bigger once a quarter, once a year obstacles that come up, and how can I create a detailed plan to deal with them? Whether it's, hey, we're going to this next exercise, I know that I'm not going to have the normal time that I have. How can I pre-plan to help myself? Or I know PCSing is coming up. How can I set my schedule within my control to be able to come to how can I set my schedule to be able to accommodate this? But there's sometimes where it's unexpected obstacles. COVID happened. Yeah. Oh, geez. That came out of left field. And here we are still. And it's put a lot of people kind of out of whack because they're like, what do I do now? My normal way of operating has been so adjusted that I don't know how to transverse, how to move forward from here. And so sometimes it's looking at how can we remain committed to our goals, but then being humble enough to say, maybe I need to revamp this. Maybe I need to come back to Captain Ryu's point of being flexible to completely readjust the goal plan or the timeline and being okay with that. Uh, Sergeant Smith, was there an, ever a point where you had a major obstacle for any of the goals that you wanted to accomplish? I, I could imagine, you know, with how everything has changed with COVID, like on your level, a lot of things have come up unexpected. A lot of changes and adjustments the plans have had to be made. But was there one in particular that stands out? Or There's been no obstacles. No, unstoppable no, Sergeant unstoppable. Smith. No, there's been there's been <laughs> obstacles yes throughout my military career. There's nothing that particularly stands out. But like Mr. Kaler was saying, you just have to overcome all of these obstacles when you do face them. I think a good thing to do is to write down these ideas, these goals that you have, and then coming up with different plans if something doesn't work out. All right, I want to go to air assault school. Well, if I can't go to air assault school, if I can't pack my packing list correctly, or if I can't pass the uh, PT test, what are some other schools that fit in line with it that I could get to or what can I do to get to that point where I am successful with my goal. I know for a while you were acting in the platoon sergeant role within the scouts platoon. Did you ever have a soldier that had like a specific goal under you that they articulated to you that they were having issues with that you might have had to work with them through? There was a soldier that I remember wanted to go to a UAS which is the unmanned aerial system class which dealt with drones things of that nature. They wanted to go to that course. So what we did was we sat down, we figured out who's in charge of this course. All right, let's get in touch with them. All right, what sort of paperwork are we going to need to get you to this class? Filling in as the platoon sergeant, there are more administrative duties. As an E6, I was not fully prepared for that, but sitting down with my leadership, my first sergeant, them teaching me what right looks like, I felt like I handled that situation and getting my subordinates ready for their goals as well. And did your soldier do well in the school? They have yet to go. 
<laughs> oh, geez. But we're getting there. We're still working on the paperwork. It's good to hear. This question's for you, Mr. Kaler. As I understand, you are a trainer for resiliency. Is there a capacity within the resiliency training that can assist in the accomplishment and planning of goals when you work with a soldier? So we can help facilitate the, the goal setting plan and help soldiers on two different fronts. Every MRT that comes through our mass resilience training course is equipped to be able to run their soldiers and teach their soldiers about proper goal setting about the motivation that it takes to get started. And then as we've already mentioned, being able to write it down in a detailed plan. So that's one way that we can support is through equipping the MRTs to then take it to their units and help their soldiers. We can also run through this on a one-on-one -on -one basis through the Performance Center, working on any goal that they're looking for, whether it's within the military, their professional career, or their personal career, where you can work one-on-one -on -one with a performance enhancement coach to be able to have that person that is the sounding board that's going to help dive into the motivation it's going to ask you what is it really going to take what are your obstacles and how can we start to overcome them by identifying what are the main areas that you need to improve upon what are the main areas that you need to change and then creating those daily habits that we need to set in order to reach to the big picture in order to reach that goal so, Mr. Kaylee, you used the word motivation several times in <laughs> when, when talking about this process. So I was going to ask Captain Ryu if you had anything specific process you go through when motivating yourself or your subordinates to accomplish a specific goal or a command task. Absolutely. And I appreciate you asking that, too, because I think there is a clear difference between motivation and commitment. So as far as motivation goes, that ebbs and flows all the time. So there might be a, a bad day or you might have had a rough, a rough night, concern that's been weighing on your mind that's kind of bringing you down. But commitment, I think, breaks that off and reminds that individual, hey, I am committed to this. I am all in. I am bought in. And again, it's reminding yourself that you are, in fact, committed to that goal that you want to achieve. Now, regardless of what milestones you have along the way, again, that vision remains intact. And as far as the vision goes, again, as soldiers across the board, the ultimate the goal is to put people first, but to also prioritize readiness and getting the mission done. So bottom line is, if we can ensure that the soldier or that family member is taken care of, regardless of what the circumstances may be, and again, I know we've mentioned COVID, which unfortunately is a concern now in present day, but making sure that we take care of that family or take care of that soldier, but also make sure that the mission gets done each and every day. And I know, Sergeant Smith, you had mentioned the training progression too, so that can't fail. You know, these things cannot fail. And I think having that level of transparency and reminder to the soldier, hey, we are committed to this organization, we are committed to the mission, that constant reminder puts into mind, you know, it, it's our family's goal, it's our unit's goal, whatever that might be. It's a collective whole. It's not just me in the fight. It's everyone around me as well. No, sir. But what happens when the goals of your subordinates, what happens when those seem like they might be possibly unrealistic or too lofty or, you know, hey, we have this mission we have to accomplish, but we have to do it within, you know, say COVID guidelines or something like that. Like what happens when the expectation can just not be met by reality? How do you maintain that motivation and that through line? I think it's important to have shared understanding, regardless, again, where that soldier is in their career. If that goal is not achievable or it's not realistic, then we have to adjust. And that's okay. And I think it's it's so critical to let that soldier know, hey, we're going to work towards this and we may have to adjust fire, but that's fine. You know, we're going to work together towards it. And I think that's where mentorship comes into play so critically. And that mentorship is that, that voluntary relationship between that soldier, that mentee, and that NCO or that officer, whoever that might be. And again, it doesn't necessarily have to do with age or experience. It's just a matter of how 
bought into that relationship they are. So I think mentorship comes into play when it comes to things like that and uh, ensuring that we let them know, hey, that that goal can be met. We just may have to adjust just a little bit. If I could add something to that, sir, you really hit on that mentorship thing. What I would say about that too is every soldier, I know this is big on listed too, is you get to pick your mentor, all right? It doesn't have to be your first line. If, If you have a sergeant above you who's not giving you what you need as far as mentorship, you can reach out to another NCO that you feel comfortable with that gives you the guidance that you're looking for to help you reach maybe some goals, some things that you need to get done professionally in your career. So you get to you get to do that as a soldier. No one picks it for you. Uh, if you need help with that, again, reach out to anybody. We keep coming back to this too, is like asking for help and everything like that with these goals. Oh, that's communication. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Communication. So that's a big thing. You get to pick your mentor. No, but on that, Sergeant Smith, what happens when you have to address somebody who tells you that they don't have a goal at all or they're you know they're getting out oh i can make goals for them (laughs) i can make goals for them as a leader that is my job uh, as an nco so if a soldier comes up to me is like hey sergeant smith i don't have any goals (laughs) too easy soldier you know what we're gonna do we're gonna break this down real small we talked about that 10 15 25 meter target all right so your goal for today is you're gonna go up to the motor pool pmcs a vehicle oh you don't like my goal that i gave to you all right well let's sit down now you come up with a goal that better suits you i'm not trying to sound mean or anything like that but if a soldier really needs help with this, I will help them anyway. And if we have to start with those small goals, that's where we're going to start. We're going to start with something that's easy, obtainable for you. If I see that you're not reaching for goals that I know you can go for, well, guess what? Sergeant Smith is going to step back in. We're going to help. Sergeant Smith is going to give you some goals. That's going to be good for you. Roger that, Sarn. Those ideas do work when somebody is having trouble. You know, they're they're dragging the feet. They're telling you they they don't have goals. They they clearly seem to be like lacking the daily motivation. But what happens when that motivation comes from? They're at the end of their time, their contract. They're not being retained. Is there a way that you'd shift your approach to that soldier or things? They're not dragging the team down. But if you want to do more for them, if you want to guide them, what's something you might do? Uh, you know, a squad leader or a platoon sergeant level to work with. I think we've all kind of experienced this, especially going from duty station to duty station is you get kind of in a a feeling where it's like, all right, I'm leaving. I'm going to start focusing on other things. The same thing happens when you're ETSing, uh, getting out of the army. So what you need to do is focus on, all right, what do I want to do in the civilian sector? What would I like to do? How can I contribute uh, to society? How can I, what's going to make me happy? Uh, You served your country. I think the biggest thing that you'd want to do is go to the ed center, continue your education. I mean, the army gives you, if you've done the GI Bill, you get to go to college for free. So that's, again, something where you can sit down with your leadership and be like, what do I want to do after the military? The army is not everything. The military is not everything. The, it gives you a lot of opportunities to focus on and do other things. Absolutely. So I would say, again, sit down, look at those, we keep saying it, those those targets. What, what do you want to do? Uh, if I didn't have the answer, I'd ask my platoon sergeant, I'd ask my PL. If I'm not giving you the answers that you need, I can point you in the right direction to give you the answers that you do need. I think all of us probably have something to chime around the subject i thought i saw captain ryu as far as you know making sure that soldier or that individual stays on track that leader that mentor has an obligation to ask those hard questions so those hard questions may entail how do you plan on paying your bills you know how do you intend on making a living how do you intend on furthering your education how do you intend on setting yourself up for success these questions unfortunately they can't be too open-ended because bottom line is once we start asking an individual question uh, what are you going to do about it well there's a million things that could be done but there's not necessarily the right way or the one way to do certain things but the, the hard questions have to be 
hey, where do you see yourself in two years? Where are you going to be at physically? How are you going to provide for yourself? For those who have families, and again, that's so much more important as well, because again, they have an obligation as a parent or as a spouse to make sure those individuals are taken care of. So us as leaders, mentors, please ask those hard questions and let these individuals know, you know, we have to really truly look at ourselves and think, you know, how, how am I going to provide? How am I going to further my professional, my personal life? So making sure that those questions get addressed as well. Yeah. And, and I think like some of those questions, they seem so simple and so basic, but sometimes answering them is genuinely scary. Like when you look beyond the army, it's like, I never paid rent. They say, say somebody joined from age 18 right out of high school. So it's like, I never paid rent in my life. What exactly. am I going to do now? Mr. Kaler, in, with your organization, do you work with people who might have similar questions or how would you work with them on that? Absolutely. Um, to echo what Sergeant Smith and Captain Ryu have, have said, it's asking those hard questions, whether it's someone who's ETSing out, being chaptered out or retiring. The, the questions are all the same. Where where are we going next? And can we create a detailed plan from you leave post to the airport to when you land, what's going to happen? What is it going to look like? Are there things that might stand in your way? Are there things that you need to improve yourself upon? Whether it's, I don't have a resume yet. Can I get a resume? Whether it's, I need to get more education and I don't know how to do the application to get my education. It's all about, can we stop and plan and figure out where do we need to start to put our attention and not put it off until, oh yeah, I'm I'm getting out in a month. I guess now's a good time. If you know, hey, I'm a year out and this isn't for me, can we start to put our time and attention to what is it that I want to accomplish and what are the steps or where are the places or people that I need to reach out to to get that information? So here's a fun question for anybody who wants to chime in. During your career, you might have had a, a boss who had an unrealistic goal set for you. What was it and how did you respond? Everybody's thinking about this one. All right, so when I first enlisted into the Army, got done with basic training, went to AIT, went to my first duty station, I showed up to my unit and there was a corporal who was in charge of me. Uh, I was on CQ with him one day and I had asked him about air assault school and he's like, oh, you want to go? And I was like, no, 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 I, I, I don't, I don't want to go. I was just wondering like, what is, what's the process? How do you get it? He's like, all right, don't worry. We'll, we'll get you set up for it. I was scared out of my mind because I just wanted to know a little basic information about the, uh, the school. Uh, lo and behold, I went, I passed, hey. and then he said, hey, so we're going to send you to the special forces recruiter. I was, I, I lost my mind. I didn't know what to do. So I thought <laughs> he set a real unrealistic expectation, I think, for me coming straight out of basic training, AIT, just passing air assault school. I mean, you just got to do what you're told and then you'll pass. But it was something that I was scared of. I ended up not going because I doubted myself for it. I thought it was an unrealistic goal that he set up for me, but I do have some regrets because I will never know what could have been, but I can now see that he was pushing me because he saw potential. So there's a little bit of regret there, uh, but that's, I think, something where I failed as far as getting a goal. Uh, Mr. Kaler, do you have any advice to somebody who might have gotten a goal set to them by somebody they're subordinate to that might be a bit unrealistic? How do you think somebody should constructively handle that? All I want to say is do what your rank can afford. <laughs> but I don't think that's the message we want to put out. If, if you're being given a goal by your leadership and it wasn't necessarily something you signed off on and you're thinking, this might be a little unrealistic, this might be a little challenging for me, I would first ask you to pause and reflect on why did they set this for you? 
Is it they believe in you and they think that you're capable more than what you think you're capable of? Or do we really need to rehab a conversation? Because I think sometimes we cut ourselves short we try and play it safe. We have what is known as a fear of failure, where failure becomes this thing that we have to avoid at all costs. And so we self-sabotage. We, we take ourselves out of the fight. Sometimes if it looks a little unrealistic at the start, good. It should be. It should be big enough that we're going to have to actually take some time to plan it out. We're going to have to take some time to make sure that we're in the right mindset to be able to move ourselves forward. And then when we start doing the planning, when we start looking at these obstacles, that's when we can say, I need to better myself in order to achieve this. But I think sometimes we throw out this, it's unrealistic, it's too lofty, too fast, where we don't allow ourselves to grow or to test ourselves because we took the easy way out. So even if your leader's pushing to you, because I know sometimes that can be frustrating, my children would tell you the same thing as a dad. They're like, man, you're always pushing us. Good. It's because I believe in you. It's because I want you to be better. And that could be the same thing that your leaders are doing. And sometimes it's not fun to hear. Sometimes it's not fun to say, oh, now I have to actually show up and be great. But they believe in you that you have the capability to do it. And so if they're helping you to set these goals, guess what? They've already invested in you. Now it's just a matter of time for you to invest in yourself through the commitment, through the motivation, through the planning, and you'd be amazed at what you would accomplish. But you have to put the work in up front so that when it comes to actually working towards the goal, you're ready to go. Captain Ryu? So as far as organizational management goes, and I know you had mentioned the, um, the one boss or the one supervisor that may have created unrealistic expectations for their subordinates or their leadership. Unfortunately, I may have been one of those as well, a time or two, and understanding, again, what was truly the priority for that day. Let's say 1,700 rolls around and a task didn't get accomplished. Could that have waited till the next day? I absolutely have done that as a leader, and I have emphasized the importance of making sure that things get done in a timely manner, but also, you know, upon self-reflection, understanding, hey, that could have waited until tomorrow at or around noon and the same end result would have occurred but the important thing to consider is that that soldier would have had enough time to go home spend with their family or go to the gym like we had talked about before or maybe even go grocery shopping and to prepare themselves for the next week things of that nature but again let's say the supply support activity the SSA again parts consistently come in every day non-stop basis understanding those critical parts that need to get processed that day will get done but again whatever can wait till the next day making sure that the soldiers are having their time protected and having the time to go home and spend with their families is also considered too as a part of the process that will always ebb and flow but as leaders it's important to assess what's truly going on and to be there in that moment to understand hey i got to understand that this needs to get done but that may be able to wait till tomorrow fortunately i've been uh unbelievably blessed to have phenomenal leaders who have you know one been very transparent but two have also been extremely receptive so I think fostering that dialogue between subordinate leader or mentor mentee is, is extremely important to make sure that, again, your concerns are heard, you know, making sure that that recipient understands, hey, these are the obstacles in my current way. I'm planning to work around them, but making sure that I meet that end state or that end goal, whatever that might be. All right. So I have been blessed with wonderful bosses. Um, and when it comes to work, I would say it's not the pressure or goals that I'm getting from my boss. It's the pressure that I'm getting from myself. And I try and take on too much where I have fitness goals. I have work goals. I have family goals. I have soccer goals. I try and do everything in one day. As my wife would tell you, it doesn't work out. Mm. It's exhausting. 
by the end of the day, I'm like falling asleep on the couch because I've burnt out all of my energy. And so I had to take a look in the mirror and remind myself that that rest and self-care is part of the goal setting process, that we have to be willing to put in the work, but we also have to balance that with recovery. Whether it's a fitness goal, whether it's a work goal, whether you're trying to read so many books a year, you have to balance your time. And remember, your time is only a valuable asset. You don't get more of it. There's only 24 hours in a day. And so I had to stop and look at, of these goals that I'm pursuing, what needs my direct attention? Where do I need to truly stop and put my priorities? And that was challenging because I wanted to accomplish it all. I wanted to do it all. You wanted to come do a, a PT session with us? Great. Oh, I already have one book that day? Okay, well, find a way to work around it. And it, it turned into a problem where I was trying to do too much where the quality was starting to drop. And so I had to maybe say, okay, for this work, family, those need to come first. Soccer, maybe that's not a priority anymore. And when we're looking at this, sometimes goal setting, sometimes reaching towards this means sacrifice. It means sacrificing our free time. It means sacrificing some of those guilty pleasures that we want to to spend our time on. We have to be able to balance our life to know, I want to reach towards this goal. I want to pursue being great in this, but I can't let other things fail because of it. So sometimes you're in the position of being that unrealistic authority figure to yourself. On a daily basis. No, and that's such a great point because I think you had mentioned burnout and you had mentioned the importance of recovery. So when it comes to that individual level of recovery, again, getting the proper sleep, making sure you're getting the proper nutrition, making sure you're not overexerting yourself or stretching yourself too thin. When you take that mindset into an organizational construct, let's say a squad, a platoon, a company, a battalion, whatever that may be, it's absolutely so important to make sure that that recovery is built into your plan deliberately. So you are protecting that 7, 14, 21-day window of time, let's say, after a training rotation or after an FTX, making sure that those soldiers are recovered along with their families as well because, again, that distance in between has maybe caused some issues. We don't know. We have to make sure, again, those hard questions are asked. Are the soldiers doing well? Are the soldiers taken care of? But again, it's that balance between individual recovery and that organizational collective recovery as well. So knowing where to draw the line, but also to your point, Mr. Kaler, the prioritization of effort as well. So let's say one week, uh, medical readiness is a priority. Well, then that's just gonna be the priority as directed, but certain things cannot fail as well. So we have to make sure that PMCS is being done. To your point, Staff Sergeant Smith, week-to-week, day-to-day operations cannot fail. So for Alpha Troop, for example, the supply support activity, the SSA, that cannot fail. Those are parts that come in every day and get issued every day. So making sure that those operations do not fail is so important for us to realize this is a priority. This may not be, but we'll get back to it and address it in the future. So in the spirit of changing goals or ad- being adaptable with your goals and realistic, uh, change the Army is going through, obviously, we're moving over from the APFT to the ACFT, and that could change some people's fitness goals. Let's talk more specifically about, like, each of us maybe around the table about our individual fitness goals. Fitness pizza. My <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Because I know that's something that's always in the air in the Army. You want to start starting Smith? A fitness goal of mine, I would say would be to be a better runner. Uh, I'm 240 pounds. Uh, I lift quite a bit, but I need to get my cardio. I need to be a better runner. Not not because the Army says so, but because it's going to help me be a healthier soldier. It's going to help me get a better score on the ACFT. It's just going to help me overall. So a fitness goal for me 
upping my cardio, be a better runner. A way I can do that, rather than just running all the time, I can use different cardio equipment. I understand that. I don't have to run every single day to become a better runner. It helps, but I can use bikes, I can use the elliptical, I can use the rowing machine, anything to help my cardio so I can be a better runner. Captain Ryu. So as far as fitness goals are concerned, again, making sure that that nutrition and that sleep is considered as well. So to Staff Sergeant Smith's point, again, I could absolutely run more as well. Completely agreed. Uh, but I think in conjunction with that, getting that proper sleep on a nightly basis is so important to driving that goal as well. And again, making sure that you're feeding your body with the right foods, with the right uh, macros, with the right you know vitamins and minerals, whatever that might be, understanding what you need to consume to get to those fitness goals, but also getting the adequate sleep and proper rest. Mr. Kaler, do you have any fitness goals yourself? Yeah, so a fitness goal that, that I've been pursuing now for a while is to reach the thousand pound club. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen me, but I'm not the biggest guy there is. Um, so it's been quite a challenge. Um, where I've really had to look at um, what is my programming for lifting? Am I doing it safely to make sure that I'm progressing in the weight but not sacrificing the form as well as my nutrition um, because I just don't eat enough. I don't like eating. Um, my nutritionist will be really sad about that. But it's a struggle where I get so busy that I'm like, all right, I forgot to eat. Um, and so the way that I'm reaching towards it is not only putting the time and effort into the gym but making sure that I'm tracking and being a lot more mindful on what am I eating and making sure that I'm eating the right food. Having a meal plan. Yep. And avoiding the, the easy quick fix of let me go to the food court because I know that's there, but actually eating the right things. Yeah. Now, Sergeant Smith, you brought up earlier that you and your wife had the goal of grabbing a camper and oh, yeah. seeing the yes. country. Yes. So yep. I, I, just, I just wanted to, I mean, I know it's not an army related goal, mm -hmm. but it's it's a great goal. All of us here can identify with wanting to do something like that. Maybe we could drill down a little bit on how to like reach specifics on something that's like it's like a personal dream almost. Like how we can kind of make that, you know, seem realistic and in reach. Like what sorts of things might have you done already and maybe we could kind of plan that out. All right, so what you guys are telling me is you guys are going to help me with my goal. We're here for you. Okay. Maybe. All right. We're so here, for, here for you, Sarn. All right, so 1,000 meter goal is get the camper and travel the United States. So after that, I'm going to backtrack like what Captain Rio said. I'm going to do the 500 meter goal next. So what would be something that I would need to look at before I'm on the road heading throughout the United States? Well, I think you need the camper first, right? Camper, so looking at different campers. So what, I guess what would fit my my budget, my what, what would suit my family? Yeah, I'd imagine your family size would be yeah. a huge consideration with a camper. Maybe you could even pull off a tr like a, a towed camper situation. Yeah, but are you getting a, a full-on RV? Are you going to have a truck in, in tow? Do you have kids? Are, I, are, is that in the plans? I, it might be, not as of right now. I mean, I got two cats. I know I was making fun of you, Cat Ryu, earlier for that. I'm sorry, Smith, on the spot. Let's got, do it. I got cats. Um... All right, so I got my camper size, what fits my family, what what variant do I want, the dollar signs on that. So thinking back now to the 250 meter target, what would be, I guess, something, what states would I want to travel? I mean, all of them realistically, but is there any states that I wouldn't want to travel? Maybe some expenses would go along with that one? I would, I would definitely say if we're looking at the camper, if we're looking at doing this road trip, the finances... Is something we're going to have to budget out for for the camper itself for being able to sustain not having to work during that time as well as any mechanical things you might have to fix with it i like that so finances budget making sure that i have the time off from work or this is at a point where i'm just retired at this time so i wouldn't need to worry about that going back now to the 125 meter target i could see maybe 
Honestly, I don't know. I need some help. Okay, so we have the vehicle itself. Yep. We have the plan of where you want to take it. We have the consideration. Do you have to earn additional income oh, okay. for that? Is that something mm-hmm. possible side work, things like that, that nature? Have you ever driven a camper? Has your uh, wife ever driven a camper? No. Oh, licensing. <laughs> yeah, licensing, <laughs> uh, comfortability, especially if you need to to be able to rest. Can she jump in the, the big rig, take the cross-country trip with you? All right, I like that one. So additional income, if need be, licenses, everything that I would need to actually get a camper, hit the road. Okay, thinking back, now 75-meter target. Sustainability. Are you going to be in a position as a family that you can, you know, be away for however long this is going to take? And then I'd say for your 50, you'd settle on what the actual amount of time. Is this going to be an all year thing? Is this going to be how you guys want to live your lives when you get out of the army? Like actually settling on a time frame. So if you had additional post army career goals or location goals where you'd like to live, you know, how does this play into that? Okay. Yeah. So I can see that. So 50 meter target all year, 75 meter target, the sustainment. Do I have enough to go throughout the whole United States? Going to the 125 meter Additional income, licenses, 250. We're looking at the finances, budget, don't have to work anymore. 500 meter target, the camper size, dollar amount, which RV I would like, and then 1,000 meter target, actually hitting the road. So thank you, gentlemen. That was awesome. Like I said, uh, let me know when this takes place (laughs) uh, and make sure that you plan me in. Oh, I will. Even if it's on the floor, I'm good. (laughs) Roger that. To end this conversation that we've had, I just want to see if anybody had any specific plugs or anything they wanted to make it up. Mr. Kaler, if you want to talk about your organization briefly or... Absolutely. So I have two plugs I'd like to make. Going into the new year, knowing you may be setting a fitness goal, I would absolutely say reach out to your strike coaches within your squadrons, within your formations. They're there to help you with programming. They've got all the information that you would need. So look out for your strike coaches within the formation, as well as if you'd help, if you'd like some more detailed help with any mental skills training, any resilience, any goal setting as we're looking into this, the Ready Resilient Performance Center is absolutely available to assist you during your Dragoon Strong time. We can run PT sessions that are based on mental skills obstacle courses, team building events, and then lead classroom portions based off goal setting or a number of different topics from mental skills training to resilience to team building to leadership development. And how can we reach out to you for that? Yep, so you can call us up at the Ready and Resilient Performance Center at our DSN. It's going to be 476-2333. Thank you very much. Did anybody else have anything they wanted to add? Any final plugs? Just one last thing I want to say for the audience out there is the importance of counseling. For those supervisors, those NCOs and officers, please counsel your soldiers. And that counseling doesn't have to be something so direct or something so documented or something so prescribed. It can be something as broad as dialogue. It can be something as bringing them in and having that conversation about their family, their personal goals, their education goals, fitness goals, whatever that might be. But also in turn for those mentees and the subordinates, please reach out for feedback and don't hesitate to ask those questions as well. How am I doing? What do you see me improving on? What can I change for the better? So again, it goes both ways, but understanding that dialogue is so important for both the mentor and mentee relationship. And the one thing that I would say is if you really do not have any goals or if you're stuck, you're not sure what to do. There's a little thing called Army Career Tracker. If you type in ACT into Google, you can bring up your career map and that will give you a by rank list what you need to do in each rank. And so that way you can set some goals for you professionally. That's excellent. Well, we want to thank our listeners and our guests today. We discussed goal setting, the importance of having realistic and achievable goals. And as always, feel free to reach out to us here at Kill Tank Radio if you have a topic suggestion, feedback, 
or if you'd like to be on the show. You can find us at the 2nd Cavalry Regiment Instagram or Facebook pages or at 2cavreg at gmail.com.